0: Hello and welcome back to the Start Simple podcast with me, Andy. You're probably used to hearing that by now. Um, do you know what, right? This is a special episode for me and you should hopefully see this, but I have actually moved where I record my podcast. Normally I record at my office in my desk, in my desk, on at my desk. And Today I've moved to the sofa. I know, incredibly exciting, but um, it's because you're going to be seeing some content on my Instagram from the podcast now. So some of it's going to be filmed. So there'll be little clips and snippets online. So if you ever do see them and uh, you find those uh, posts useful or you just enjoy the podcast, please do share those clips so more people can see the podcast and see what it's all about. Um, I say this every week, but it does like you, you have no idea how much of a difference doing that makes for me. So yeah, we're. We're recording and I'm actually a little bit nervous that this isn't going to record because I've never done it like this before. So if you're listening to this, it's been a great success. Now, today's episode, my dear friends, is um, it's tough love. It's tough love time. That's what that's what today's episode is all about. It's going to be five pieces of tough love, which, you know, I'm a fan of. I think we all need to hear sometimes. This is the thing, right, with the phrase tough love. The perception, well, it gets used badly. That's why people hear tough love and like, oh, dickhead. Tough love gets used badly. It's normally like the the stereotypical PT's way of being like, you don't care enough and like just chatting shit, basically. But tough love, actually, like I need tough love sometimes. I have like mentors and people who will give me tough love. I've had coaches before who've given me tough love. And sometimes we just, there's no other way of putting it. You need to kick up the arse sometimes, like we all do. We're human beings. It's easy to slip into into bad habits and bad routines. And sometimes you just need somebody there to say, come on now, sort it out, get it done. And that's sort of what this podcast is about. But we're not just going to say sort it out and get it done. There's going to be five sort of specific tips and areas of tough love that I'm going to give you. Okay, so start at the beginning, shall we? Number one. Now, this is probably pretty obvious, right? But I'm going to say it anyway, because sometimes you just need to state the obvious. Only you can make a change. It's completely your responsibility to see change within yourself, to make change within yourself, whether that's fat loss, whether it's improving your relationship with food, whether it's something in the gym, something performance, it really doesn't matter what it is. But when it all comes down to it, it is your responsibility to make that change. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be easy. I'm not saying that other factors may have made it more difficult. We could talk about genetics. We could talk about lifestyle, work, stress, whatever. Put all those things aside. It's still going to come back to you. If you want to see change happen, it is going to be your responsibility. And this is when I talk about those other areas. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not, Who did I say on the last week's episode? Said Mandy was a bitch at work, wasn't she? Um, I'm not debating, this poor Mandy. I'm so sorry if you are called Mandy because I've gone at you again. But I'm not debating that Mandy's a bitch. I'm not debating that, you, um, that you're that you stressed out, that you've got to do, I don't know, a taxi run for the kids or that, like we could, we could literally be talking about somebody with PCOS where genetics are literally against you in certain areas to make these things more difficult. I'm not saying that those things don't exist regardless of them entirely you can't do any i mean you can tell your boss mandy's a bitch but generally speaking you can't do that much about other areas and it can be wasted energy so you have to be the person to say do you know what bollocks to this this is on me i'm going to be the one who just makes change happen regardless that's a skill to be able to say that by the way like i'm saying that sentence quite relaxed on a podcast but it's a skill to be able to step up and just say, nah, do you know what? Like I'm I'm taking this on now. I'm gonna make this shit happen. Because most people don't do that, right? There's um you might see this quote that goes around and I've I've written emails about it before, about being average. And like the average person in the UK is overweight. The average person in the UK, um, I can't remember all the other statistics, but it's like, does like four to 5,000 steps a day. And there's a lot, the averages are basically quite unhealthy. You, to not be the average, that's difficult because obviously like, if you don't understand the concept of average, that's what, you know, most people fall into. Don't be like most people. Take responsibility, do more for yourself. Second piece of tough love now, I think deep down, you know that... Like, no, nah, I don't even think. I know you know. I know. Do you know that she knows that I know that I know? It's friends in it. Um. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's where we're at in life. Um, what is it? What do they say in it? What do they say in friends now? He knows that I know that you know that she knows that I know that you know. I butchered that quote. Anyway, I know that you know. <laughs> we'll get there, I promise. I know that you know. It... <laughs> I can't say it seriously. I know. I can't stop thinking of friends. I'm going to have to watch friends after this podcast. I know that you know that it is going to take longer than a couple of weeks. You aren't in the position you're in now, whatever that might be. Again, often when we talk about these things, the instant, uh, thought is fat loss. I don't just mean fat loss. If you've got a poor relationship with food, that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with fat loss. Okay. And to undo that relationship with food, that could take longer than a diet period could. It can take years to unpick things like that. But you didn't get into this position from just a couple of weeks of bad information, or just a couple of weeks of struggling with dieting, or a couple of weeks of being misled, or a couple of weeks of reading women's or men's health magazines, or a couple of weeks of seeing influencers on Instagram, or whatever it is that's influenced you and and got you to a position that you're in now, didn't just happen for a couple of weeks. You didn't just gain weight overnight. So just keep that in your head. In fact, tough love to a side for a Keep that in your head the next time somebody promises you a result in two weeks. Next time it's that 40, you can lose 14 kilograms in 14 days. But no, you can't. Grow up. Next time you see something like that, just literally ask yourself the question, well, did it take me 14 days to get into this position? No. So why do I believe that it's going to take 14 to get me out of it? It's not. I've just finished a group program. Okay. It's a six week group program and everybody on it, some of them will be listening to this, made really good progress, right? I was pretty clear with them from the offset. If they had big goals, they weren't going to achieve all of them in six weeks. I was going to help them get on the right path. We were going to get some structure in place and get the ball moving for them. But I'm not going to lie to them and be like, in six weeks, all your problems is going to be solved. And by the way, I'll make you a millionaire as well. Come on. It's not going to happen overnight. And you know this already, you do, you know this already it's probably going to take longer than you'd like it to take because you're a fucking human being. Sorry for swearing. You're you a human being, right? Which means that if I say to you, when do you want something, you're going to say yesterday. It's it's just what, what we do. I don't know why we do it, but we do. We're very impatient now. You can't even sit and watch a video on Instagram for more than five seconds. Like you're not going to wait for a result, but unfortunately you have to wait. It is going to take longer than you want it to take. Accept it and get the shit done anyway. If you don't accept it and you just complain because you're constantly chasing this quick fix and it doesn't happen, you're never going to get anywhere. The sooner you accept, you know what, this could be a six-month job, a nine-month job, a 12-month job, the sooner you'll actually begin to make progress. A year goes so fast, by the way. I'm releasing this in October the 20th, it'll be when this is released. Go in your camera roll now and look at a year ago from today. Flies by, mate. Absolutely flies by. Okay. This one is probably one that maybe doesn't get mentioned online as much in that change is uncomfortable. Change does require sacrifice. Listen, I preach healthy approaches to dieting all the time, but that doesn't mean that there's not going to be things that have to change in your life. Whatever you've done to in your life with activity, with nutrition, whatever, has got you to the position that you're in now. So if you continue with all those actions, then the result isn't going to change, is it? Obviously, for something to change, a result to change, our actions have to change. And that is going to mean that I use, the, I use the word sacrifice loosely because sacrifice implies that it's a negative thing that you have to change, where I don't believe it does. Now, it might feel like it at first. If your diet is predominantly built around unhealthy foods, if you're getting a couple of takeaways a week, a little McDonald's breakfast here and there, you're eating lots of chocolate and sweets, me telling you that you're going to have to do less of that isn't going to sound that appealing because you enjoy your weekly takeaway, you enjoy your McDonald's, you enjoy chocolate, you enjoy sweets. We all do, by the way. It's not just you. But me telling you that those things have to change isn't exactly going to sound like an absolute barrel of laughs. So it will feel like a sacrifice because you don't know anything different. However, when you begin to make those changes and you see that you can still, to an extent, have some of those things within your diet, but, you know, the overall quality of your diet probably needs to improve and you can make healthier changes. But when you start to see those changes, as opposed to thinking of a change as sacrifice, you get to, you realize what you're actually getting back from it and what it's adding to your life. But yeah, there will be things that you have to do and sacrifices that you have to make. A a really common example and one that is probably, I have a conversation with 50% of my clients about a week, is weekends. More than likely, your weekends have to change. Nobody ever, 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 forever, ever, forever, ever, uh, sorry. Nobody ever wants to hear that, dear, everybody looks forward to the weekends. So a little knobhead over here, personal trainer comes along and says, sorry, mate, but something is going to have to actually change about your weekend. You don't want to hear it. So you switch off to it and you start focusing on, "No, nah, nah, what if I, what if I just have a little bit more protein powder with my porridge on a Wednesday morning? No, it's the four takeaways that you're having at weekends. Brenda, don't know who Brenda is. And again, it's not necessarily that you want to hear that Because it's uncomfortable, it's not a barrel of laughs making those changes. But you will have to make them. The other side to this, and I say this is tough love, this isn't tough love, this is more just a harsh truth. Those changes are going to impact people around you. Now, we wouldn't want it to completely negatively impact them. Say, for instance, you and your um, partner, are going to have a takeaway at the weekend that you do every single weekend. You normally have a takeaway, but you're trying to lose weight. Realistically, that takeaway might need to change. Okay. If you just say to your partner, sorry, we're not getting the takeaway and I'm not eating with you. I'm going to have chicken and rice. That's going to negatively impact them. It's not really fair. But if you say, do you know what? I don't want to have a takeaway. I'm trying to make a healthier change. Do you want to make a homemade pizza together? Something that I can track and have within my calories a little bit easier. I think that's pretty reasonable change. If they... See, the thing is with that now, you can't control their response to that. And that might... If they act like a dick to that, then they are just being a dick. Um, But you can't control their response to that. You can only control trying to um, reduce the negative impact on it. The other thing you can't control, and this probably goes out to anyone who's a little bit younger, and this is something I've experienced myself, right? If you're... This is going to be awkward if anybody listens to this who it's talking about, but I probably haven't seen them for years, so it doesn't really matter. Um, You might need to change things around your social life. And again, going back to weekends, if your weekends, and again, like I've spoken about, like certainly my early 20s and how they were very heavily influenced by nights out and things, those things are going to hold you back. Like heavy consumption of alcohol is hundred percent going to stop you losing weight. I can guarantee it now. If you are drinking lots of alcohol, you're going to struggle weight loss, fat. Now that might mean that things have to change for you at weekends in a different way. It means that you probably, you are going to have to either go out sober or you're going to have to probably go out less. And that can be uncomfortable because ultimately you might have friends who you only see when you're out on the piss. And you then begin to stop. This is literally what I've experienced. And you begin to stop seeing those people less because you're not seeing them in that environment. The only question I would ask then is, how strong is that friendship if the only time that you see them is going out on nights out? My friends and my friendship group that I have now I would do activities with them sober. I would do activities with them in the morning, activities with them in the evening. We would go out for meals. We would go out for nights out. We'd equally go for walks. We'd go to the beach. We'd go and play fucking Laser Quest. We've never done that. Don't know why I said Laser Quest. Example. Bowling. I've not done that either for years. Cinema. We do other stuff, basically. I think if the only thing you're possibly doing is nights out... I'd, I'd, I'd question what's going on there, like how how close, how, how much is that an actual friendship? Sorry, it's a nutrition and training podcast, and I'm lecturing you on friendship. But my point being is that you can't control the response. If you're making change, you can't control the responses of other people to the changes that you're trying to make. Again, I think it's important that your changes aren't negatively impacting the people close to you. If it turns you into a hermit who doesn't want to do anything with anybody, that's not a positive change. But if you're trying to make change and trying to make it as positive as possible for those around you and they still don't respond well, you can't control their response. And it's really important to understand that. Change is going to be uncomfortable. Change is going to require sacrifices and change will impact the people around you. Again, it's tough to hear sometimes, but it's it's the harsh reality. Number four. Yeah, well, number four. What? Yeah, four. Sorry. Um, number four. As you can tell, we never edit this podcast. Right. The way that I approach dieting is flexible. It is about inclusion. It is limiting restriction. It is putting health first. It is better than dieting clubs. It is better than fad diets. It is better than cleanses and juices. And I'm very, 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 very confident to say that. But it isn't any easier than doing those things. It's equally, if not harder than doing those things. Put it like this. It's actually easier for you to comprehend if I just said, all you need to do is not eat bread. That's quite easy for you to comprehend. It's a very strict rule. What if I say, well, actually you can eat bread sometimes, you can have it within calories, but you do have to manage it a little bit better and you have to be conscious of how much you have and, you know, take it into consideration around other areas of nutrition and your diet. That's a little bit more complex, isn't it? Just because a diet doesn't involve restriction, Just because a diet isn't built on lies, which is what most diets are built on. Yes, that was a dig at other diets. Doesn't mean it's automatically going to be easy. I say this sentence all the time. Simple doesn't mean easy. Something can be simple and still quite hard. Look at the game of football, right? 11 men on each team have a round ball. Two goals at either end. They want to put it in each other's goal. More goals, winner. Is that hard to understand? No. I think we all get the concept of football. Could you now walk on a pitch and play against Mbappe and Messi? Could you perform in the World Cup final? No. Because just because this concept is simple doesn't mean that it's easy to do. It can still be hard and dieting is exactly the same. Think of dieting as a World Cup final, basically. Uh, No, dieting is exactly the same. Yes, it doesn't have to be a horrendous experience, but it doesn't mean that it's just going to be this easy path to walk along, and when you accept that, when you realise that there should be difficult moments, and there is going to be difficult moments, and there is going to be obstacles to overcome, you take a realistic approach, and actually, the, what's the word? There is a word, there's a word, there's a word, what's the word? Ah, uh, forgot it. Oh, fuck, what is it? There's a word for this, but the, the, what actually happens when you accept that it's going to be hard, is it actually becomes slightly easier. Paradox. That's the paradox of it. I think paradox is the right word there. So just because a diet is easy, is easy and an approach is more sensible doesn't mean that... It, sorry, just because the diet is simple and approach is more sensible doesn't mean that it's not going to be difficult at times. And finally, and this is the most tough love I can probably give anybody. You're not getting this time back and that is brutal. But you like... Listen, you might believe in reincarnation and all that jazz, and power to you if you do. But you aren't getting this life back, right? The time that you keep putting things off, the time that every single week you just think, "Ah, oh, fuck it, I'll do it again on Monday." The times where it gets to the weekend, and you think, "Ah, oh, sod it, I'm just gonna take away." Or the times where you just skip a workout because, ah, oh, can't be asked. That time isn't coming back to you. Where do you think? Where do you think that time impacts? It's as you get older, things like resistance training, eating more protein, eating a healthier balanced diet, these things are literally adding to the quality of your life as you grow older. And the more and more you neglect them, the more and more it's going to impact the back end because you do not get the time back. And it's your health. Like this is literally you, your own future self that you're doing these things for. You're not going to get a second chance to go and do it all over again. You could probably do this now where you look back five years ago and think, fucking hell, I wish I started on my training in nutrition earlier. I do. I'm not saying I have any regrets whatsoever in my life. I don't. Yeah, one or two nights out where I've probably done fairly stupid things, but, you know, funny stories. Uh, we'll tell them on another podcast. But do I look at when I was. 18, 19, and think, bloody hell, I wish I I actually looked after my body a little bit earlier in my life. Yeah. I always think it with my jiu-jitsu training. I'd love to have started that when I was younger. There are so many things that you can do that with, right? And again, it's not about having regrets. It's just being able to say, oh, you know what? Yeah, it's a shame that I didn't start training jiu-jitsu earlier. Don't do that in 10 years time around your diet and your training and think, I should have just started on training then. Should have just gone and gone to the gym. I knew I felt anxious, but I should have just gone anyway. I should have just listened to Andy's advice on the podcast and not fucking join Slimming World again. Don't in 10 years, look back and have those feelings. Start now, get it done. Like you have to step up for yourself. That's all I'm asking you to do. That's all any, by the way, sorry, that's all nutrition and training is, It's stepping up for yourself and doing things for yourself. It's a, it's a method of self-care. Your hot bath in the evening, your little face mask that you have on, your pyjamas and Netflix and chill, all levels of self-care. Same with lifting weights, same with eating more protein, same with eating more vegetables. They are ways of looking after yourself and your body. And if you don't do it now, when are you going to do it? Do you know what I mean? That's tough, love. Sorry, not sorry. So, if you found this episode useful, as brutal and blunt as it was please share the podcast. Please tell people about it. You will, like I said, there'll be, there'll be hopefully a few clips of this podcast now that I'll be able to post online. So if you do see one and you share it, I would really appreciate that. Have a fantastic day, night, afternoon, whatever time you're listening to this, and I will see you on the next episode.